This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind, Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it, like, doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on. Well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code FAKETHENATION at the checkout, and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code FAKETHENATION. Go to trymiracle.com slash FAKETHENATION. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fakethenation and use the code fakethenation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fakethenation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 281. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we might be emotionally done with this year, and yet we recognize that the year continues. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and I have deep senioritis uh, for 2021. Like, I've already graduated, um, but it's just graduation day has not come yet. Today, we're going to gently and non-panically, which is a new word I'm working on, uh, talk about the the new variant. Whee! We're going to be so gentle about it. We'll also talk about our newest Republic Barbados, our obsession with tracking packages and sex fluencers. What are they? Today, I'm joined by comedian and co-host of the Feeling Asian podcast, Brian Parkey. Brian. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on for the very first time on this show, but I could immediately tell that you were exceedingly delightful. <laughs> uh, so thanks so much for joining us. Um, we are also joined for the also for the first time um, by a comedian who I've seen uh, perform so many times because she used to live in New York City. And she's just so damn funny. I've seen her really, really, really just uh, make an audience's night. I've seen this happen in real life. Uh, folks, it is comedian and host of Should I Get Bangs podcast, Julia Rossi. Hey, Julia. Oh, my God. Can everyone give me that intro? <laughs> I mean. Everyone should. Everyone should give you that intro. It is uh, an absolutely um, accurate intro, I, I think. Before we get into it, uh, I just want to remind listeners, you know, you guys know me and I'm all by local and all that stuff. And like, you don't need to do too much online shopping and support your locals. Um, and it's, you know, it's shopping time. So I just wanted to, do, you know, we're in um, Pete Dominic and I have decided uh, Pete Dominic was on the show a couple weeks ago and I was on his show yesterday. Um that we decided that this is the taint of the year is the t is the t the period between <laughs> Thanksgiving and New Year's, right? It's like it's just a, the vast, uh, you know, six weeks long taint um, that should be generally ignored, um, but you have to coast through it to kind of get to other things. Um, so uh, it is the taint of the season. Um, taint, tis the season. 
obtain what uh working on it working on it and um just buy local now that you're and guess guess what doesn't have supply chain issues just going to your local <laughs> and picking something off of the shelf there you don't have to deal with uh, 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 worrying about shipping we're actually going to talk about shipping in this episode um and i also wanted to point out that as we tape today wednesday afternoon uh the supreme court is hearing the mississippi abortion law case and i don't think we're going to get a formal ruling on that for three months but today we'll have maybe some kind of idea it's unclear uh but i just want to let everyone know i'm aware that you may be wondering why we're not talking about it we're not talking about it because we don't know yet okay now that i've said a bunch of things let us get into it with topic number one so folks we have a new variant um, woo! Yeah, okay. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so here's the deal. It's for first of all, if I'm not staring at the word on a newspaper, you know, because how we all read hard copy newspapers, if I'm not staring at a word at the word on a newspaper, I truly cannot recall the word. I wanna say Omniron, or I want to say American, or I want to say Omni, Omnicron. I've, I've said every variation of the variant without landing on the word by myself, but that, but I just looked it up again just so that I could say it correctly. But it is Omicron, I believe, is Omicron. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. I, ju- um, I just learned I've been mispronouncing it. We have you been pronouncing the past it? Two weeks. Omicron. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so incorrect. Does that I, not sound... Julia, I, how have you been saying it? I haven't been saying it, but when I see it, and I'm sorry, this is a very, like, inside the industry reference, uh-huh. but I keep thinking sure. it's Omnipop, the management agency. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fun. That's a fun. Um, no, because I, I first heard, like, because apparently Biden mispronounced it, though hilariously, I didn't even notice that he mispronounced it because I have mispronounced it in every shape and form. Uh, how uh, dare so, he? Now, let's talk about the Omnipop variant. Um, <laughs> where where are you both on uh, the news of the variant? Like, on a, you know, are you panicked? Are you calm? Where, where are your feelings, Julia? I... For now, uh, in my inner world bubble, I'm calm. I feel sad for the outside, you know, people who don't have the resources. Everyone outside your apartment. Yes, yeah. everyone outside. Okay. But I, I don't know. I Last year, news, I was so buried in it. I'm really trying to be ignorance is bliss right now. And my feeling is like, I have all three shots. My family has all three shots. Unfortunately, my baby doesn't because she can't have them, but I'm being as careful with her as possible. I only let her see vaxxed people. I wear a mask. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? What is worrying about it? The worrying about it is not going to make it go away. So until I have to drastically change something I've been doing for the last few months, then I guess I'll feel something. But right now, it's not even real to me. Brian, how do you feel? I feel similarly, um, you know, in my immediate circles, all of us are vaxxed. Uh, I have put a little bit more thought into it as of late because my girlfriend, uh, she lives outside of America and uh, if she travels for the ho- the Christmas holiday, I feel like there's a small chance that, that those travel plans might change because of the new variant. But overall, I just feel caught in between worlds because I can very easily stay in this bubble of ignorance is bliss. But at the same time, I, it's just so tough, you know, I'm thinking what is the proper vaccine rollout protocol here? And I, I just in general, I feel like unless we're all working together, I don't think there's an end in sight for this. I'm, I personally almost feel like this is the new normal, the, uh, the pen, you know, the, the coronavirus is going to become endemic at some point and until then like mutations are going to be nor are just going to be the new norm and so, that makes me feel guilty a little bit that i feel this way <laughs> am i alone right. in this no no i mean i think a lot of people feel like you know there is a new normal that we, you know that it's something that we have to learn to live with and i also right. you know the way that we learn to live with the flu right and you have to get a flu shot every year because the it changes every year. 
right? right? It has variants and it has, you know, things trend differently within the flu world itself, you know? So um, so it doesn't seem crazy and to, to think that, like, we can get to a point where we live with it in that way. And I don't even think that's that, 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 it sh- that we should be terribly depressed about that. I mean, it's unfortunate, mm. but, you know, here we are. Um, I do want to say, look, I am not... Um, a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know most of you. I know you both thought that I was an MD. Just so you know, I'm true. I'm actually not an MD. I give off that air. Um, but uh, there's so the so the thing is, they think it's more contagious. They don't know exactly how much, and they think uh, and there's they've noticed some more mutations in the variant that may interact differently with a vaccine, but nobody knows anything Mm. yet. And I think that's the frustrating part about this period of time is when science is like, we know a few things and then we don't know 12 other things that are really important. But do you Uh, think... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, if I was a scientist, I would... And I'm already, like, stressing about not knowing everything because it takes time. And then you have so many people yelling at you for not knowing Mm -hmm. everything, for lying about what you know. Like, there's, like, once upon a time, scientists did their thing, and then we didn't really know about it until Until they they knew everything. Yeah, Yeah, until they were done. And it's like, I'm less scared about the variant and more scared about people ruining every chance we have at containing the variant or anything nice. Everyone ruins nice things. <laughs> right, right. It's 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 funny because it's almost like is there a rational way that that countries can work together to be like listen, we're going to gently close some borders for a minute and mm. we're going to try and send you guys some more vaccine and you know, I like if we could not pe- freak out like handle the these variants like if we could if there was just more global unity and that is precisely what they've been talking about from the very beginning is that there needs to be more vaccine rollout in underserved countries because Mm. that because if there isn't variants will develop there and they suspect this variant came out of southern africa um, now, so let's talk about, so again, go online and read about the science if you want to see what this particular, what these particular mutations look like, um, you know, because I'm sure everyone's really excited about that part. Um, but let's talk about the, just the global politics of this. Um, they were, t- they were basically saying Africa now, for example, South Africa is only 35% vaccinated. They actually have enough supply to be much, right. vaccinated at a much higher level. But there's so much vaccine hesitancy in South Africa. Now, South Africa is a particular case. It's 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 a comparatively wealthy country, and they've got a lot of like you know um, incredible labs. They were the ones that sequenced this um, this this variant. Uh, but there's other countries, you know, um, that neighbor South Africa throughout Southern Africa that just don't have the same kind of resources. And there's a shit ton of hesitancy. But anyways, but the and there's not enough people to even administer. So the doses, if they receive doses, one of the t- things they talked about globally <laughs> to fix this problem uh, is something called um, line swapping. And I was like, ooh, like what's line swapping? And I thought it was like a really intense technical thing that was happening in, you know, in foreign relations. But apparently mm. one of the big ideas to take care of the low vaccination rates in Africa Line swapping is essentially just letting some of those countries cut in front of wealthy countries in line. Like it's literally just you could go ahead of me in line <laughs> for the for for vaccines. Um, so there, that's one solution is letting some of these other countries uh, go ahead of us in their uh, vaccine um, uh, in their that... receipt of vaccines. But you know, with the concept of line swapping, if there's vaccine hesitancy and this vaccine hesitancy is being uh propagated by the the respective country's leaders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what difference is that going to make right well so there's that i mean but there's also but beyond vaccine hesitancy there's in they just don't have enough people to administer shots so some of these Mm. these presidents are like that's awesome that you're going to send more doses but can you also just send like a bunch of technicians you know to come and and some of these places are rural there's like some infrastructure issues they need some kind of like this is what takes 
more than just giving doses. This is what takes more. It's like the it's the volunteerism part. You know, it's easy to write a check. It's not it's less easy to go work it up at a soup kitchen line. Right. Like that's the difference. I'm going to change my answer. I I wasn't stressed about uh, Ami Ami Pop Pop, but uh, everything you just said just like ruined my day. No, 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 no day. I feel sad and I feel hopeless. No, 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 not at all. No, not no day ruining because here's the well here here's the thing. The U.S. and I thought this was really uplifting has donated the most in vaccine doses of any country um, combined. I believe two hundred thirty-five million doses we've we've donated and we're donating four. We're giving four billion dollars to Covax, which is basically an organization that that's trying to put together an international. Um, response uh, for the vaccine is, that focuses on these lower income countries. There are people that are on the job. And then I also want to say, do but so to, to re- rescue your mood, remember the <laughs> Delta variant and how we talked about it like with huge fear in our hearts. And it sucked, right? Particularly for places like India. Um, however, it's over. I mean, the thing with variants is that they run their course and then they're over. Right. And obviously, we don't want people to die during that run. But I'm just saying, like, this is what this is why I think we shouldn't be so panicked. Because if you already did the panic during Delta, what did that serve you? Other right. than to just yeah. be safe, you know? Well, I feel sad that there's vaccine hesitancy because that means people have been dishonest and fucked people over and so that's making me sad um you know the not enough people to administer it like it's i just you know i sometimes have those days where i just really enjoy organizing my kitchen and i don't look at my phone (laughs) and i'm like life is pretty nice you know and then um you read the news and you're reminded that uh people we just thrive in conflict no i mean but also Again, it's like if you consume your news from PBS, if you do a nice DVRing of the PBS News Hour, which I highly recommend, yeah, you are not going to have the same level of fear. If you're like getting your mm. news from Twitter, and I guess if you're getting your news from Nagin Farsad on Fake the Nation in, in the last five <laughs> minutes, you're going to have a higher degree. I'm not trying to stress anybody out. I it, like there has been some border close, closings as, as a response to this. Um, they've increased like some of the quarantine requirements. They were going back to like a no quarantine situation in Australia, but they're like reversing mm-hmm. that so there are some like responses that are just trying to contain to slow it down so that science so we give scientists those few extra days to figure out what the variant does um and i wish there was a way to report on these things and to talk about these things without like falling into a stupor of of stress and panic so i do de- i don't mean to do that Brian, do you have something hopeful to say at the end of this segment? I'm going to just put you on the spot. I'll start by saying I I am heartened by the fact that it seems like uh, international the international community is like, oh, it wasn't just the Delta variant. There's other variant possibilities because of the inequity of vaccine distribution. Now we really have to focus on that. So what do you think? I think the silver lining here is that, you know, as we all we've all learned and in, in our some way, shape or form, we've become our like microbiologists <laughs> with more with more variants. They become less. Uh, deadly. What is it? De- less deadly. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's true. always there going to be hey, variants. Julia, they're less deadly. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the death rates, they have decreased significantly. And that's how viruses evolve. They want to spread and become more contagious, but they do not want to be fatal to the host because then it dies and it can't propagate. Yeah. It's like you want to be able to go to a party and be a little bit of an asshole and drink all their <laughs> beers, but like you want to still get invited to the party. Right. You don't want to get that's too blackout. And then you're they don't done. want to be blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, did that any of that help to resurrect your mood? <laughs> yeah, I was just curious where the U.S. got three billion dollars. Like, did they just print it and send it? Like, yeah, no, I just totally. don't. Yeah, it was like, like one of those giant checks. It was a giant check, and um, and they did a nice photo op. No, there was not a giant. Check. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. All right, we're all going to be okay, folks. Again, like, we got through a different variant, and then we forgot about it immediately. The minute the media stopped breathlessly reporting on it, um, I, uh, yeah. Oh, he, yes. And another silver lining Ryan, is that, another silver uh, lining. yes, is that the variant names could potentially get cuter, because Omnipop yes. has a funky, Oh, my God, Omni, yeah, and then Delta Airlines. Julia even... Julia riffed on that and was and said something like Omni pop up, which I also felt was really cute. <laughs> Omni pop up, you know. And um, uh, by yeah. the end of it, we're all going to learn Omni the pop Greek pop. alphabet and just become more informed citizens <laughs> of the world. Yeah. yeah. Way, maybe a way to make variants more fun and same with yeah. like hurricanes. Everybody wants to know. It's yeah. like every there's like a like a global contest to name it. Maybe like Ooh, that could unite. Fun. No, that would Remember actually that? tear us there was apart. A boat? That would tear us apart. That would tear us apart. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. There would be fights. <laughs> All right. Well, um, folks, let me know. I like, please. Um, d- did I stress you out? I meant not to. But uh, <laughs> let me know on a scale of like one to stressed out. <laughs> where did I leave you? All right. Um, let's listen to a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some stuff that truly will not stress you out. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we are back and we're ready for topic number two. Oh, my God. Folks, we don't get new republics every day. So I felt like it was important to talk about how Barbados has parted ways with the queen. It is now the world's newest republic. Let's get another pew, 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 pew. pew, 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 pew. Um, so here's the other here's the other hilarious thing about this. So it, it happened on a, on a ceremony. I think it was on Tuesday or on Monday. And... Rihanna was there, of course, and she was declared a national hero at the so the, so Barbados was you know had this formal like goodbye to the queen situation. Prince Charles was there, being like, "It's been great, you guys. Like, so nice to know you." <laughs> um, and then and then right after that, the the president um, Motley uh, took the stage, and then one of her first duties as president of the republic was to say to Rihanna, "Quote: May you continue to shine like a diamond and bring honor to your nation." <laughs> Which made me feel like the entire thing of becoming a republic was so that they could give this award to Rihanna. What are your thoughts? As they should. 
I mean, are we mad about it? I'm not. I'm into it. I mean, by the way, I'm joking, and I don't mean to diminish the constitutional <laughs> shifts of Barbados, but I did think it was it was just some it was just very funny to me that she she was there, and it was one of the first things that happened. I mean, I have no thoughts on the Barbados. All I have a thought on is that uh, um, uh, Pharrell's uh, how's it go? Oh my god, what's the name of the song? Uh, the one with Rihanna, and she's like, I did it, I quit. Hey, the motherfucking digits. That one, um, okay. Lemon. <laughs> Lemon. The song is called Lemon. Rihanna sings raps on it, and it is yeah. incredible. That's all I have to say about the Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was listening to the car, and I, like, replayed it just to hear that Rihanna part, and I was like, oh, yeah, like you know, wanted to slam on the horn in a joyful way, but didn't. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh I, uh, well, as someone, first of all, thank you for that contribution yeah. to <laughs> Rihanna's oeuvre in relation to yeah. the Barbados becoming a republic. But I, I also want a political comedian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to say, though, about just as a, as a longtime viewer of The Crown, this mm. is yet another moment where the queen's like, motherfucker, I can't believe we're losing another member. Uh, I, I, Brian, do you have any thoughts on just the con- continuing diminishing role of the, the UK as an international empire? Yes. I, well, for one, I think it's, really interesting that monarchies like this still exist in 2021 yeah because generally for the most part they don't they're it's just purely symbolic but it's a reminder of how we colonized your country and did horrible things to take this land but um i think this is obviously it's a huge shift forward for barbados the, the republic but I think other countries in the Commonwealth are going to follow suit um, because I yeah, still think there's like Yeah, it seems like, like why would they? I mean, at this point, how robust is the Commonwealth, you know? Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that Australia, like the Queen is still the head of state of Australia. Yeah, yeah. That's surprising yeah. to me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think this is just a, just a little taste of what's going to come forward in the next decade or so. Yeah, I think yeah, like, I still have are, kings and queens. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason why this news sort of became a trending topic on Twitter in a like fun way because I think most people were like, "Oh, I didn't know that was still happening." You know? Yeah, <laughs> like there is this like right. surprise element to it um, because you know, obviously, but but I also think. Um, if you do have a world famous pop star slash entrepreneur like Rihanna from your country, you will be the next to leave the Commonwealth. Mm. Uh, so mm. I th- that's my prediction. I don't know who's from where, but uh, that's how I predict this is going to go. This is going to go down. Um, I imagine. Do you think the mm. Queen has a pull? It would be funny if like the Queen had a pulse on which countries are going to leave the Commonwealth and denounce the Queen as head of state. Like, but they first start. Like, let's say a country like Australia suddenly decides to switch the side on which they drive on the road. Right. Yes. Oh, she's getting the signs. Oh, shit. We got it's some coming tea from here. Australia. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Coming. Um, uh, no, I, I think she knows who's coming because it's always the person. It's always the country that clicks leave meeting first on the Zoom calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know and you're in trouble you know. when your no, camera off is when yeah. it's tense. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. All right, let's move on to this next um, item in little silly. Not that Barbados' constitutional shift is silly. Did not mean to imply that. What? Do I keep accidentally shifting? on Barbados. I really, truly don't mean to. Um, let's move on to this next item that happens to be sillier. Uh, so we, you know, we read a piece about how there's parcel anticipation. Um, there's this psychological phenomenon uh, that when you order something, you part of the big you know excitement about ordering it is the moment from you ordering it and the oh, yeah. thing arriving at your door. Again, you get to accelerate the ownership of that thing by shopping local. I'm just saying for the record. Never mind that. But parcel anticipation, there's a positive and a negative. The positive 
is um we read this piece and according to this um psychotherapist owen owen o'kane uh he writes, quote, quote, it's anticipatory pleasure that something positive is going and something positive and good is going to happen when you get this parcel. And a lot of people realize that placing that order and waiting for it does feel good. Do you resonate with this feeling, Julia? Oh, yeah. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but do you ever get like the alert that your UPS or whatever has been dropped off? And then you go outside and you're like, mm-hmm. uh, no, it has it. And you're like ready to fight. But then it's like. I don't know. For me, it's at my back door. Like they were actually being kind <laughs> and hit it from the street. And I'm like, because I rely, I'm like, well, the app said like, it's like, I, I feel like I believe it's fun, but it's also psycho because I believe the app more than like a human sometimes, which <laughs> isn't a good space to be like, they'll literally be like no delivery person at my door. And I'll be like, but the app says it will be delivered by seven. Right. And then they're like, I'm sorry, right, it's right. going to be eight. And I'm like, but the app said, and it's like, so it's fun, but it also does feel um, like it's detaching me from like human experience. Uh, Brian, where are you on this? Have you turned full oh. Android the way Julia has? <laughs> I fully, fully, fully. I resonate with this so deeply because <laughs> Thank you. I felt crazy. For I, you. Yes. No. So I don't drink. I'm large. I'm basically sober. And my vice is to just order things online for the anticipation of it arriving. And then I will return it. I don't even use the item. That's that's I don't feel crazy anymore. (laughs) <laughs> that's uh, that's a really fun um, way of handling Mother Earth. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> oh god, I just outed myself as a horrible human. It's not your fault. I understand the pleasure in that, um, though. I would caution listeners <laughs> to think about the um, just don't environmental degradation of shipping. Okay, um, yeah, d- d- don't do that. Um, but right, I would say. And- mm-hmm. And when a parcel and when a parcel isn't there, when it says it was delivered, devastating day is ruined. Day is ruined. So there's something for that that's called it. Well, there's two things that might be called. So the negative part of it is something called pre-parcel anxiety, which Mm -hmm. is that you're worried that you heard so many stories about supply chain or like the the shipping or FedEx having a problem or whatever it is so you're worried that your parcel is actually not going to arrive or yeah. it's going to arrive and it's going to be broken or something or you didn't know you ordered it like from a really far flung place and it's like turns out it's you know made of lead or whatever and all that stuff is called pre-parcel anxiety so so uh, <laughs> that I thought I cannot believe there's a term for it but anyways there you go um and that if just as you said julia psych psychologists have truly looked at this phenomenon when the thing doesn't arrive and it says that it has or when you get a a message from the app that says it's going to be late you anticipate it on a particular day but it's not there on that day (laughs) all of that stuff by the way Feelings that I cannot recognize, that I do not understand because I don't order things this way. But uh, I can imagine um, the you do get really enraged. <laughs> like apparently there's like a parcel um, anxiety rage that occurs mm. that can really turn people nuts. Like it makes them want to punch stuff. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Uh, I just got a little bummed, but the op- the opposite end of that is when, like, I ordered a rug, said it was uh-huh. going to be here December 7th. I turned to my oh. husband. I'm like, I don't buy it. I think it's going to be here within the week. Three days later, rug was there. Wow. Got wow. here quicker because I saw that the shipping place it was leaving was California. So that's kind of local. Um <laughs> It was, yeah, it was shipped yeah, locally. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Shipped locally. That's a new thing. But you know what's so messed up? And I know it's wasteful, but it can also work in the consumer's favor. It is very frightening, especially during the pandemic, but it still remains today. How many places, um, if you let them know, like, the item was broken or it was, you know, slightly yeah. damaged, they're like, oh, just keep it or dispose of it. And then they still refund you the money. Yeah. And, like... That that totally happens all the time. It's t- wild. Tell, yeah, someone mentioned it in a previous episode. It's wild. Like, I got 
like there was a table that I got that was like a little bit damaged and I just wanted them to maybe knock some money off of it because I was going to keep it. And they were like, we'll just refund you and keep the table. And I'm like, all right, oh, I guess wow. I'll just put a f- pot over the little tiny crack. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's nuts. It's n- there's there's and then you, and, and did you know that there's warehouses full of stuff that, that gets returned or like Amazon stuff that like has been returned or there was a cancellation or something confusing yep. about the item and that stuff like there's stories about it in the UK of these warehouses just burning everything burning what everything. Well, yeah but the yeah, thing, like, yeah. I, oh, it's, it's I agree oh, with you no I agree with you it's shop local and I really try to and I try to be like an ethical consumer and all of that stuff same with recycling but like it is also as I'm sure you agree, like the government's responsibility to regulate stuff because it's like, I'm sorry, but this rug, I probably could have found it locally for 300 more dollars, you know? Right, because the thing, so one one thing that economists talk about is that the cost of shipping is not baked into our current um, uh, spending habits. And mm. if it was, you probably would go buy that, sh- that rug locally because the, the cost of the shipping that rug, there's a, there's a cost to the actual, just like shipping that's being undervalued. And then there's a cost of the, it's the environmental cost. Right. Uh, all of those costs are not being figured into an item. And so we're seeing unnaturally low prices for things that are actually more costly. So mm. that's another thing that, uh, hey, what do I know? I don't know what I'm talking about. Economists out there, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> no, but I have heard this before from, um, you know, from, from economists. So, folks, let me know. Do you experience parcel anxiety uh do you experience parcel arrival pleasure anticipatory pleasure do you uh experience any kind of like parcel rage let me know on all of the social media that we should all be off of okay and now um before we get into our next topic, I wanted to just quickly um, share some of the reviews we've gotten for the podcast. Oh, my God. I'm so heartened. We got um, from NBC Bass, five stars. I love this podcast. Nagin is a delight. I do I do so much enjoy the broad spectrum of topics and wonderful guests. That's you guys. The podcast is informative and entertaining. Just love it. Thank you so much. That's such a lovely review from Little E. We, um, they write, love the show. Keep laughing. Five stars. Uh, from We Chef, we have yes, politics can be hilarious. Hi, Nagin. I realize what a force of cheerful yet informed energy you are. Recently, when you were away, I listened to every show and now rely on Fake the Nation to get the air out of the balloon, but with glee. Thanks for reminding me how silly politics can be. I love all the irreverent responses. Oh, We Chef, thank you so much for your wonderful review. Keep the reviews coming because they help people find the show. That's apparently a very real thing in the world of Apple Podcasts. Um, so please keep them coming. I'm so just heartwarmed uh, to see these these amazing reviews. It really, uh, it makes me feel like, uh, I don't know, we're doing something here. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And now let us move on to topic number three. Let us talk about sexfluencers. I hadn't heard this term, um, but, uh, you know, uh, but I understand it to be a sort of blurring of the lines of sex work and influencing. Um, And we read a piece in Vox by Rebecca Jennings that defines it as, quote, women who've cultivated some sort of identifiable digital persona being sent money by men in exchange for videos, photos, or even just a text back. Uh, Were you aware of this phenomenon, Brian? and, And what do you think of it? Uh, no. I mean, I knew, I know of OnlyFans and, uh, you know, I, I, I've met people who make income through OnlyFans, but the concept of sexfluencer itself, uh, was foreign to me and I thought it was a really insightful read. Um, and it was interesting to learn that sex workers are a bit annoyed and about how influencers are encroaching on their territory. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, some of them, some of them have called it um, that have said they said in this piece that the rise of of influencer sex work is Mm -hmm. being referred to as the gentrification of sex work because (laughs) these influencers um, are oftentimes, you know, not at the same 
financial need um, right. that sex workers might be. I mean, there's it, it, it's a, just a different um, thing, especially when you. Uh, take celebrity into mind when celebrities dip their toes in. And we'll get to that in a minute. But first, Julia, have you heard of the term? And what do you think? I'd never heard of the term. I mean, I know that people, usually men, um, have reached out. I mean, I had a friend like sell friend. It's a light term. uh, Sell like her underwear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh Like I, people get like weird requests. Sure. I just, the word influencer, it you just pair it with any other word now, and it's now like there's mom fluencers, right, there's right. weed fluencers, there mm-hmm. like it's just I don't know. The whole influencer world is influencers. Like, is the original term like you are like really highly influencing society, and now it's just like someone who has over 10k followers and gets paid to like let people know about a juice. <laughs> like that's right well in in this situation I, it, what seems to be happening is people will have i guess so the so there's a couple of things happening one if you're on only fans which seems to be the the main player in this space you can't easily promote from only fans because of it's not suitable for work and it i don't know it's it, it's hard to open or something i don't know exactly why right but there but there's a, a thing where you can't really generate followers through OnlyFans, but what you do is you generate followers from instagram or twitter that direct people to your OnlyFans, where you then join a subscription fee based thing where every week or whatever you get a picture of someone's underwear foot boob whatever um and that seems to be like the way this like economy is working. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's funny because it's I guess I didn't I didn't realize it 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 had risen to the level of a Vox think piece is where I didn't you know it's like I think we all imagined that this thing kind of existed, um, right. but now that it's a think piece, well, it's real. Uh, and <laughs> one of the thing the interesting things that, that I didn't realize was the extent to which celebrities have dipped their toes and taken photos of their toes in the OnlyFans <laughs> space, right? Um, there was, like, apparently some Disney star who joined OnlyFans, and she, within the first day, made a million dollars, you know, in, in mm-hmm. fees of people wanting to see, you know, her naughty nudes. Um, and it, I thought about how, and, and someone even wrote, every time a new celebrity joins... Um, their their subscriber numbers fall because people are like, well, I can't pay this, you know, no name. I got to pay this real housewife. Um, right. And uh, and I th- I think that's so that's so interesting because I feel like a similar phenomenon. We talked about this phenomenon with podcasting when celebrities mm. came into the world of podcasting. Quite recently, it felt like it really shifted where audiences got, went and you know and where sponsorship went and all of that stuff uh, what do you think about celebrities going into this world of sex fluencing it and, and and truly gentrifying it i don't really <sighs> see much of an issue because this is just the free market at work here i mean if there's a demand for it people there's clearly a demand and people are willing to pay for it then it just puts the onus on creators to Establish followings in alternative ways to leverage that into their own sex work or become more niche. But if there's a demand, then so be it. Let people let people pay for celebrities uh, only fans. It's just the free market at play here. Um, so uh, what do you think of neocon Brian's um, assessment? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. No, it is. It is. It's literally capitalism at work, which I think also begs the question, Julia, do you think people would be turning, you know, do you think your friend would be selling her underwear photos or her underwear in the mail or whatever it was if there we had a stronger social safety net? Uh, like no, all of this capitalism assessment. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, look, how often do you see like a GoFundMe for like a fellow creative and you're like, wait, they don't have insurance. You know, like it's we lived in a fuck right. up, fucked up world where it can be really hard to make money, um, you know, for some people. And 
I don't know, the whole idea of like celebrities taking sex work away, it sucks, but it literally, I mean, look at comedians. There's right. TikTok stars who are headlining and yeah. I don't despair. Listen, I, you know, I'm a little older, so I'm not as savvy, nor do I have the bandwidth emotionally to do to be a, a hardcore content creator. You know, I do as much as I can. That being said, I I guess I can't get mad at somebody when like, you know, even like a TV star will suddenly be like, I'm a stand-up now. And they just start doing yeah, co- like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a bummer, right. but it's also how it's always been. Like every single industry that is, uh, you know, in the entertainment world, be it like a podcaster, a sex worker, a, a someone writes a book. I mean, come on, like, the people who've written air quotes books, you know, over like a someone who like studied the literary arts and has their masters, know. you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a. It's I mean, I've I've t- t- for I feel like full disclosure, I have written a book. <laughs> it oh, is available well, but, for sale. No, yeah, but I think I I probably I, I could buy it locally. I but I I think I probably hopefully qualify as someone that for whom writing a book is not uh, you know a stretch of their skills. No. No, I mean, well, now this is going to sound terrible. It's going to be like, well, I'm talking about like mega famous, like you yeah, said, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, real no, housewife yeah. that is yeah. just handed a book deal. And again, Completely. it's like, it makes me frustrated, but it's like, well, I chose to pick a path that is all about like visibility, you know? Right. Yeah. And I And I think I have to be clear for my own feelings that I don't care that people make money selling titty shots or whatever like I think that's fine I think if anything I'm jealous because I am not that that is not my skill you know what I mean and and I think the thing that frustrates me on a step so again I don't this is nothing against any of that so there's no judgment on I really don't care the thing that I guess upsets me is like <laughs> there's something about men giving women money for those things and i'm like why can't men be like i want to reward nagin with money because she puts out a really great podcast <laughs> which by the way i like have a patreon and some people literally do you know um you know support the patreon it's i get exactly in that way but the numbers that some of these ladies were talking about i was like oh it just doesn't seem like you have to do the same level of work like this <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, it's like also, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Also, on the jealousy note, I don't want to speak for you, but like when my tits were in their prime, there weren't yeah. these tools. You know, there sure. was right. You know, right. like a shitty flip phone camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's you know, hard. it's hard to once you have a child, um, it's hard to make the tits be market worthy. I think. Yeah. Wait, do you have a child? <laughs> so. I have a child. Yeah. I didn't know you had a child. I have a child. Yeah, we both have child. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I guess my, my final question on this is, um, so it is also funny because I think you could be in a bubble. Like, so the bubble that I'm in is a bubble in which I never visit OnlyFans. And like, I only ever think of it if it's a part of a think piece. I have no, I don't go on OnlyFans. As far as I know, no one in my family goes on OnlyFans. Hey, toddler, I'm looking at you. Um, and so, and so it's just not a part of my world. Um, but do you think there's a, but, but apparently it's huge, right? Uh, do you think it kind of signals a crisis in loneliness uh, that these moments of intimacy, people are paying for moments of intimacy um, in this way? Brian? Uh, I wouldn't call it a crisis, um, but I, I agree. I do think it signals that we are uh, addicted to our phones and we are thirsty for connection. And, uh, you know, for many people, um, they're overworked and just don't have the time to meet people in real life. And I feel like these parasocial relationships that people develop digitally uh, serves as a substitute. But conversely, I also think, uh, optimistically, I think celebrities joining OnlyFans and selling feet pics or nudes, um, it's representative that sex work is becoming more normalized. 
So I think there's two ways to see it. Right. Um, so there's a silver lining of like normalizing sex work. There's, you know, there's less stigma around it. Okay. Again, Brian comes in at the very end with a nice silver lining <laughs> um, uh, take. Okay. Um, folks. Let us move on to ending the show. Uh, oh my God, I'm so excited that you guys were on the show. This was so this was such a fun episode. Uh, before we wrap up here, I want to remind everyone to join the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad and support the show. We have a really great bonus episode coming out with Jason Kander and Christian Finnegan where we talk about what they do with leisure time or what they would do. It's like a really fun and ridiculous conversation. So um, sign up for as little as $1 a month. You can support the show for as little four dollars a month you start getting a bunch of free stuff it's just a really great way to support the show um but what i would really love is for you to support brian and julia and all of the stuff that they do uh brian where do they do that uh, you guys can follow me on social media at it's brian park and check out my podcast feeling asian wherever you stream your music and podcast. Julia, where do they support you? Uh, it's Julia, but it's Julia with a G. So it's Julia Rossi on Twitter, Ms. Julia Rossi on Instagram, because there's a teenage Julia Rossi in Italy who hasn't posted since 2013, but she has a name. <laughs> uh, anyone can help me get that account. That would be great. Uh, uh, I have a podcast called Should I Get Bangs? And uh, yeah, I perform... Uh, mostly in LA right now at the comedy store, but you know, I'm going to hopefully start traveling next year. If there's not another Omnipop that ruins it. <laughs> um, <laughs> folks, you know where to find me and all the things that I do. Um, and you can, you can find me actually on it on the latest episode of um, the Pete Dominic show, his podcast. And we had him on a couple weeks ago. People loved him. Uh, so, so check out that episode. Um, what I would really love to do, though, is thank all of the fantastic people that make this show possible. That's our producer, Danielle Jones Wesley, our sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, and all of the wonderful people at HeadGum. Our theme music was written by Gabby Alter. And as always, uh, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You guys have been doing such a fantastic job of doing that. Thank you so much. You can email us at fakethenation at headgum.com if you have any guest ideas, topic ideas, idea ideas, whatever you have. I'm here for it. Uh, again, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Farsad. And we will be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.